This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. Um, let's do some housekeeping real quick. Excuse my voice. I'm still kind of getting over my little summer cold. Uh, support the show. Super chat, super sticker, super thanks available. Bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show via uh, Venmo and PayPal. Your support really does allow me to continue to make these shows. So please consider supporting the show. That all being said... <clears throat> Um, uh, listen, I had more fun in part one of the tell-all than part two, but that just tends to happen every, every tell-all. I'm always like, "Mm." I feel like part two was a little bit lackluster. Let me know what you guys think in the live chat. And if you're watching the replay, let me know what you guys thought. I just thought was, "Mm." it was like, whatever. Anyways, we jump right back into the tell-all, you know, they're backstage Jibri's still having one of his hissy fits and he doesn't want John to come back or he's going to fight him and he can't believe he's going to knock him out. I was just like, calm down. If anything, John brought a little bit of the drama and a little bit of the entertainment to the tello. So go ahead and bring him back. But they didn't. Uh, hey, Raydella. <clears throat> Crystal says, yes, part two is always dragging. Miona said her two words, facts. Miona and, and Binyam both didn't say much this tell at all. Like, not, not much at all. So they don't bring John back up on stage, which I thought was a, a poor move on their part. Um, so 
they go back on stage and, you know, Jibri's still complaining about John and Patrick kind of sticks up for his brother a little bit, but not really. He's like, you know, cause Jibri's like, Oh, he's a lonely guy and he's not going to do anything with his life and all the things. And Patrick is like, well, you know, he's not really lonely and he does give us our space. And Tyus was like, kind of on Jibri's side, which I was surprised by, but she's like, you know, he's too involved in our relationship. He brings our relationship problems and, you know, there's that privacy issue. But at the end of the day, John's like, you know, I know I'm combative, just like sparkles over here, but, you know, he can dish it, but he can't take it. And I agree with him 100%. I think that Jibri feels like he can just lash out to whomever. But as soon as someone says something back, he just, he can't handle it. And it's weird. Like, it's a weird thing. You know, those people that are like, they feel like they can say and do whatever to you. But if you give them their, that same energy, they get all offended. That's, to me, that's who Jibbery is. And I think that he needs to work on his anger management. Um, <clears throat> Patrick says that, you know, John's mostly at fault sometimes in the, in the relationship. And John's like, sure, buddy, wink, wink. Like, go ahead and blame me because I get it. You're on TV and you, you're trying to stick up for your woman. But at the end of the day... You know, I know what it's really about. And then we can't forget that in the back there's um, Kenny and Tim, which I thought they didn't really utilize Kenny and Tim as much as, you know, you flew them up to New York and you don't really, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I liked them there, but then I felt like it wasn't a lot of value to having them there because they didn't really interact with, with the cast very much. Um, but Kenny's like, you know, I think that John will be a fun uncle, you know, the, uh, and then Tim is like, oh yeah, he'll be the uncle that always wants to borrow 20 bucks. And I was like, well, I know you're joking, Tim, but I also know, I think you felt like a connection, not a connection, like, oh, I want to get with him, but like, <laughs> but like a connection, like you at the end of the tell all said that, you know, John was your favorite. And I think John was everyone's favorite, really. Hey, Linda. Hey, girl. Hey. <clears throat> so. Jibri is like, you know, he wanted to make the tell-all the Jibri show, if that makes sense to you. And so his demands got met. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we're not going to have that much more fun with John being on stage and John challenging Jibri. Because now that John's gone, who's who's he going to go after? Well, he's going to go after David. And we'll talk about that shortly. Um, <clears throat> so... Because they don't bring John back on stage, Tim and Kenny go to talk to him. And <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was Tim. It was Tim that said, were you surprised that the paisley pasted cowboy is the one that went for you? And I died of laughter. The paisley pasted cowboy or paisley. Yeah. Paisley pasted cowboy. I thought that was funny. Um, what is Crystal saying? Crystal saying, if they want this behind the scenes commentary, they should invite bloggers. That's the only time I've seen this kind of thing work well. Yeah, because I think bloggers bring in a different energy and bloggers have their, you know, ear to the street, 
nose to the floor, whatever you want to say, whatever that saying is, but they know more because they follow it on a daily basis and they have all the scoop and they can ask the questions that because they're not in the situation, they're a little bit removed, they can ask the questions that we all want to ask. And I feel like part two would be the perfect time to like put a bunch of popular bloggers on screen and have them ask the questions to the to the cast because the bloggers can speak also for the fans. I agree with you, Chris. I think that would be a wonderful idea. Um, <clears throat> so John's like, yeah, you know, I'm not surprised that he came for me because he can dish it, but he can't take it. And at the end of the day, he can tell that his brother Patrick loves Tyus and, you know, Patrick was going to Brazil, which I didn't know every six weeks for a year and a half. So, you know, obviously he loves that woman. He wants to be with that woman and John is okay with that. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I think John is just trying to be protective of his own brother. I think he, he, you know, he's not perfect. You know, maybe he drinks a little too much in excess, but at the end of the day, I think that he's just looking out for his brother. And I think that anyone who has a family member that they have questions are going to be protective of them. I think we all would be that way. So the other thing I did, I learned in this tell all, did you guys know that Tim doesn't drink at all? Tim is an anomaly to me. Can I just digress for five seconds? Tim, I just, I, his whole being, I just, I don't understand it. Like, I, I just don't understand it. I don't, I don't know what his vibe is. If that makes sense. Like, I just don't know. Like, between the way he dresses, the way he he presents himself, like, all of it. I just, I don't know what his vibe is. Like, I just don't know. And how old is he? How old is Tim, you guys? I don't remember. I want to say maybe 40. I don't know. If you guys know, let me know. I just don't get his vibe. So anyways, he would, he's like, I don't drink, but I would love to grab a beer with John. So he'd probably, you know, get a sparkling water and Jim would have, or excuse me, John would have like a, a six pack or something. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> they continue to talk about John and Ty's is like, you know, one of the things that Jibbery is doing that you're not doing, Patrick, is, you know, he's sticking up for me. And Jibbery's like, yeah, I would have knocked his ass out already, though. And I was like, you know, Jibbery, again, you're all talk. You're all talk. You say all these things and you come across like you want to be hard. But I think any of those men on the stage could literally knock you out. Like, that's what I think. You have a big bark, but no bite. Um, yeah, I know he talks about a girlfriend. He doesn't have a girlfriend anymore, though, Joslo. They broke up long, long ago. He doesn't have, he's not dating anyone right now. So they go to break, they come back. Bilal comes over, which I thought was interesting to talk to Jibbery and says, you know, don't let anyone take you out of your character. You know, like, chill out, bro. Chill out. Chill out. And I was like, mm. I don't know. Like, I think that that was a good gesture, but then coming from, from Bilal, I don't know. You notice how Bilal was quieter part two as well, because he too could not take any criticism. He got his feelings all butthurt. And now he's like, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. 
I was like, mm, you know what? You too. Like you, you're big on the lectures. You're big on the control, but all of these people and all of the fans are saying, look, you're coming across this way. And because you don't like what you're hearing, now you're all butthurt. It was interesting. It was a really, it was interesting. And at the end, did you guys notice at the end, he was all like quiet and looking at the camera, but not saying anything. And then you could tell like the energy between him and Shida were, was off. And I felt like he was mad at her for speaking up for herself and that everyone agreed with her. It was weird. It was a, like a whole weird dynamic. <clears throat> um, so then back to Jibbery because it was the Jibbery show. Uh, Jibbery's like, you know, I don't like how that dude, we're still talking about John. I don't like how that dude was talking to Tyson and Patrick. Um, <clears throat> and he's like, you know, it reminds me back in South Dakota, kids were bullying me. They're, we call them in America, trailer trash ass. I was like, mm, so you're making this whole situation about you. And so that's what it was really about is you felt triggered. You felt triggered because you were bullied back in school for whatever reasons. And now you come out and you become the biggest bullier. Make it make sense. If you didn't like that and you're triggered by it, then why become the bully? Because you were bullying almost everyone on stage. I don't like it. I don't like it. They used to bully me and we call them trailer trash. Well, you call them trailer trash, then what are you? What are you? If a bully is trailer trash, what are you? So, I don't know. I was just, I'm not, I just am not a fan of that whole situation with Joe Brand. I just was not. I don't think he, he fared any better part two. But I also think like he was bringing drama for no reason. I wonder if I, oh no, I don't have it. I wanted to sh show you guys something, but I'll have to do it next time. So we move on to Kara and Kara's like asking Patrick, doesn't it bother you to hear someone call your brother trailer trash? And he doesn't answer you guys. I thought that that was telling. And instead Jibri answers and Jibri's like, well, you know, he's from a trailer. I was like, wow. I don't know. I, I couldn't sit there and let people talk shit about my family and not say anything. Right. I just, I just couldn't do it, but he didn't say anything. He didn't, he didn't respond to that at all. Um, what is true, Linda? True, Linda. Did you hear Patrick when they left at the side. He didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, I don't know. Krista says, Patrick's don't have no balls. Somehow one swimmer got, got through. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so <clears throat> back to the Jibbery show. Uh, 
Jibri's like, you know, Patrick pays for everything. And John just sits there and drinks beers and makes fun of him and belittles him. And then he's like, I don't care if that's your brother, bro. If someone is toxic in your life, you're benched, he says. Email me. I was like, oh, you see, you're just so, I don't know, you guys, he's just so extra. He's so extra. And one of the things I wanted to show you, but I was I had it in my news and gossip, is that he did a Q&A in his social media. And basically, he was like, yeah, I'm an entertainer. And my job is to entertain you. So I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to make you cry. And I'm going to make you yell. And I was like, well, no. So now you're an entertainer. I thought your job was to get married in 90 days because you have a long distance relationship. I didn't all of a sudden you consider yourself an entertainer, even though you've made it clear that you've been clout chasing since day one, but okay. <sighs> so then Jibri calls John a bully and all my notes says is LOL. LOL. You're calling someone else a bully. You were the bi biggest bully on the stage. Yeah, oops, confusing. Two Lindas. <laughs> Linda Lou. And so when Kara asked Patrick, you know, like, are you going to do anything? <laughs> are you going to do anything? And Patrick's like, you know, I think I've done everything I can do. He's my brother. He's my older brother. He is, you know, my father figure because I didn't have a father. So I can only do what I can do. And He's doing what he can do. And I get that, right? He doesn't want to say he's stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? Like he, he should be defending his wife, but that's also his older brother and father figure. So like, what does he do, right? The best he can do is try to keep the peace. And like, you know, if someone crosses the line, then you, you address it. I mean, and what else can he do? <clears throat> and then just like what I just said, Ari says to Jibri, you don't like bullying, but you bully everybody. You bully everyone. Like, you, you bully me. You're bullying John. Later in the show, he he's even under his breath bullying Binyam. Like, you're the biggest bully out here. All right. Moving past the Jibri show. On to Emily and Kobe. Um, Scarlet. And I know I showed it before, but let me, if you guys weren't here last week their adorable daughter scarlet she's adorable they make cute babies y'all um <clears throat> so they show footage of the birth and it's a, and like an adorable little behind the scenes thing emily starts crying because she just loves her family so much um and she just wants to continue to make babies with kobe which you know if you're making cute babies like this i get it right so they showed that and then they showed, you can tell that this is a happy baby too, you guys. Hold on. There it is. They showed this one, right? And you can see in the corner in the screen by screen, Emily's crying because, um, you know, that's her new baby girl, Scarlett. Scarlett. And then the other one they showed that I thought was a lovely family photo is, you know, Kobe Coben, Scarlett, and Emily. Um, you know, one thing I just want to say, off, just off the top right here, because I'm looking at this note and looking at Emily, I don't know what it is exactly, but she is one of those, 
you know, have you, you, do you guys have the term like mouth breathers? Does that make mean anything to you guys? Like people who just always have their mouths open. And I know some people have said that and I've heard it online, but I didn't really pay attention until I was watching this tell on. She is one of those people that just like her resting face is her mouth open like that. It's weird. It's just weird. It's something that was just like, you know, I get distracted by certain things and that's something that distracted me. And if you guys go and watch the tell again, you'll notice anytime they cut to Emily, even if she's not talking, her mouth is open. Like think about, like try it. You guys are at home right now. Just try it. Try to keep your mouth open for 10 seconds. It, it's like hard to do and it, it feels weird. So I'm just curious about that. Oh, Mandy. Hey, Mandy girl. Mandy says, yes, it's a type of speech impediment with forward tongue. According to someone on Reddit, I've never heard of that. It's called forward tongue, apparently, y'all. Huh. Thanks for sharing, Mandy. I had no idea. Yeah, well, she does it. And it's distracting. Sorry, not sorry. Um, <clears throat> so Sean asked, you know, how was that experience, Kobe? How was that experience? You know, cause you, he wasn't able to be there for the birth of his son, but he was able to be there for the birth of his daughter. And Kobe's like, honestly, I don't love, love blood. And so it was a lot. <laughs> I was like, at least he's being honest. And then they had this conversation. I'm so glad Crystal's in the live chat because Crystal's a midwife, so she can answer this question because I don't really know anything about it. But Emily explained how she found a place out in California and she dried the placenta um, and encapsulated it with turmeric and something else. And now she takes that dry placenta as pills and that's helped her lose the baby weight really fast. Like she lost the baby weight, she said, within two weeks. And then between her and Cara, they were talking about the other way is keeping it and cooking it. And Guillermo's like, oh, hell no. We're not cooking that shit in my kitchen. I'll do respect to my wife. Uh, Linda said, my daughter did that with her placenta. So... I guess my question is like, I, and I don't know. So thanks Linda for that. And maybe Crystal can weigh in as well, but what's, so what's the health benefit of it? I guess that's my question. And like, what's the health benefit? And while I'm waiting for them to answer, do you guys remember in part one of the tell-all <clears throat> how the effects of the placenta encapsulation are subjective not a ton of evidence out there some people say it works well for milk supply and depression and some say the opposite oh okay well there you go that's coming from a medical professional y'all um <clears throat> okay so remember part one of the tell-all how emily came out like guns a-blazing and she was like yeah all these women are sliding into my man's dms and Yada yada. She's like, but don't worry about it. We have sex all the time. Remember that? <clears throat> um, 
According to Linda, the placenta is supposed to restore nutrients that were lost given birth. Hmm. Anyways, so Emily in part one was bragging about how much sex she has all the time with her husband. But then Kobe in part two is like they haven't had sex in a long time. And you could tell that Emily was trying to perpetuate a lie, but Kobe wasn't going with it. So Emily's like, yeah, we haven't had sex in like two weeks. And Kobe looks at her and says, no, more like a month. Um, and then she's like, yeah, you know, but we're we're making time for it or we're about to make time for it because Kobe gave her another look. And I was like, oh, this girl is getting caught up in her own lies and her husband is not going for it. Her husband's like, you're not about to make me a liar on international TV. Like, I'm going to tell the truth. And so... <clears throat> Kobe's like, honestly, we've had sex four or five times since Scarlett's been born. Um, and he's like, but it's on me because he doesn't want to take any chances right now. And I was like, <clears throat> those two are grown, y'all. They're grown. I don't understand, like, why not just have, there's tons of forms of birth control. So, like, I, I don't understand. Do you, do you not want to go on birth control? Do you not want to use condoms or a combination of the two? Like, I don't I don't really understand. So, you're just not going to have sex because you don't want to take the chance? Like, I don't get it, you guys. You guys are adults. And it, it's a clear to me, because, you know, she got pregnant right away, that you obviously are not having protected sex, but like now that you have two babies and you don't want to have any babies yet again, quite quickly, then just use some protection. Like what's, what's the problem here? I don't know. It's, just, it's weird. So they're not having sex because they don't want to have, take any chances to have any more babies right now. So that's, that's how they're rolling, I guess, to each their own. <laughs> Mandy says, that's what it's about, Emily. Always lying about something. It's exhausting. Those are facts. And she got, she literally got, not called out, but she got called out in the sense that Kobe was not agreeing with her. So had she been able to go with her lie and Kobe be like, yeah, we just had sex a couple of weeks ago. Eh. He's like, nope, not me. Not me. You're not about to take me out of my character. You can go ahead and be the liar on your own, but I'm going to tell them the truth. That part. And then um, Shida jumps in and says, well, you know, you can talk to Bilal because he knows how to not make a baby. And when you, when I say when the cameraman panned to Bilal's face and he was moping, he did not like that at all. Like his energy, you guys, since part one was off. Like off. That's why he didn't say much at all. Part two, because he was in his feelings, because he got his feelings hurt because everyone on stage told him about himself and he didn't like what he heard. And he even said this episode that, or part two of the tell-all, he said that, you know, I try to be a good guy, but, you know, everyone is saying something different. Well, yeah, fool, go back and watch the episodes. Go back and see how you portrayed yourself on, on TV. And then maybe, like you said, part one, go ahead and go to the shed in the toolbox and start working on your damn self. That part. Um, so Bilal wants to wait at least two years before trying for a kid. And then that set up everyone because, 
you know, Kara's like, well, you know, you, you may not get pregnant right away and that it can take time to take. And Kobe's like, you're going to want to have to start trying at some point. You wait two years and then what? Because the longer you wait and the older you get, the harder it is for you guys going to have a baby. <laughs> Bruh, did you have a vasectomy or not below? That's the question out there. And you guys, most people think that he did. And what's weird to me is that that would have been a great question to ask that no one asked on the tell-all. And also, it's something that he didn't even address. Like, I'm sure he's heard the rumors. He didn't address it. Sean didn't ask the question. But again, those are all the questions that we want to know. Did you or didn't you? Um, so Shida says, you know, Bilal and her don't see eye to eye about kids. And if you watch my show, you always know, I always say that you need to have that conversation and you should have had that conversation before you got married. And if you don't see eye to eye now, when are you going to see eye to eye? She clearly wants a baby. They even put it in their prenup, but they put put it in the prenup with no disclaimers. So you want to have a baby by the time you're 40, but if you don't have a baby, then what happens? Nothing. There's no reward and there's no repercussions. So why even put it in the prenup? Crystal says he would probably refuse to answer and stare blankly ahead. <laughs> Facts. He was in his feelings, y'all. He was in his feelings. This boy, between him and Jibri, Jibri was like temper tantrum, like, ah, look at me, talk to me, ah, bullying everyone. And Bilal was having his own little temper tantrum, but he was being quiet. He's like, oh, if you guys don't like me and you guys are going to say that I'm a bad guy and I'm controlling and lecturing. And the, even my ex-wife, who had been married to me for 10 years, is telling me I'm a terrible person. Wow, poor me. Your words are powerful and your words are hurting my feelings. You didn't think about that during the season of Bilal when you had lots to say about Shida. You didn't think about that, did you? You didn't think about how powerful your words were and all the pranks you were playing on her and you thought that that was okay. Someone comes for you for what? For what? Three, four hours of a tell-all and you can't hang? Come on now. Seriously, Hasey Cruz, quiet and passive aggressive. So, <clears throat> we don't know when they're going to have babies. That's all I know. We don't know. And we'll see. Because as we know, they're going to be on the new season that starts on August 28th. Uh, happily ever after they're Bilal and Shida are going to be on that. So we'll see. I'm sure this baby situation is going to come up again and we're going to have a whole season of them going back and forth about whether they're going to have a baby or not have a baby. <clears throat> Facts. Sly Cat says Bilal probably didn't talk to Shida for a week after that tell-all. Facts. Because he's a passive aggressive type of dude like that. So then Sean uh, turns back to Emily and says, you know, Twitter didn't really like, and I'll just say social media, but she said Twitter didn't like the response to Emily keeping Coben from Kobe when Kobe first arrived in America. 
and they pulled up a tweet and the tweet said, if the situation were reversed, people would be outraged. You have never met your son before, but I'm going to talk you into sex before you can see him. It's gross. And then Emily says, her response to that was, listen, I waited eight months and in eight months we had sex five times. And then there was that 17 months of their baby and him not being there. So she wanted to have some alone time with them and she just wanted to have one night. She didn't know what it was going to look like when she got back to the house. Um, and she was also nervous that she looked different physically. And so she wanted to make sure like they still had a spark in a connection and he was still attracted to her now. <clears throat> okay. That's, that's fair, right? Those are all fair and valid things. And we all have insecurities and all of that stuff. But at, at the end of the day, it still seems quite selfish, right? Cause she's just thinking about herself. I didn't have sex for a long time. I was feeling insecure about my body. I, 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 and that sounds selfish. You weren't thinking about, Hey, Kobe has a son that he has not ever met. Just saying, could have been a conversation. And Kobe even said the same thing. All she should have done is had a conversation with me and say, this is what I'm thinking of doing. And so he can mentally prepare himself. But again, I, 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 I. Then we move on to Eve. Eve and Muhammad. Eve and her squad. Uh, I didn't know Muhammad was a virgin. Uh, I didn't know that Eve was his first time and the first time I like I just didn't know I don't remember hearing that but I, I guess that's that was it um so prior to Eve he had only kissed and so they showed that flashback of the squad you know confronting him and saying you know like, like you've never had sex and you know, how do you know what to do and where to put it? And la, 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 do you watch porn and blah, blah, blah. Are these boobs sticking out too much for you and all the things? And Mo didn't like any of that. And he thought that he felt interrogated. He felt her, his friends were, her friends were weird um, and stupid. And so one of the squad comes out. Yeah, you know, I didn't, Priscilla, I didn't pay attention to it. Like, I just did it. But also, I just wasn't paying attention 100% to this entire season because it, like, I don't want to go there, but I'm glad that this, we got to this point. Wait, I didn't catch that part. What? I didn't catch that. Did anyone catch the part where? Jibbery said that he's homeless tonight. I didn't catch that part. Anyone else? Let me know. Because it would have been in my notes and I would have paid attention to that. I didn't catch that part. So, <clears throat> yeah, none of us, I didn't catch that. Anyways, so the squad is asking Mo all these questions and he didn't like it. One of the squad members Tatiana comes out um and he's like you know do you think that this is a normal thing and conversation to happen in any culture because he's like I've talked to other Americans and they said that that it's inappropriate for you to ask those type of questions um 
And she's like, well, you know, your whole situation is unorthodox. So us asking those questions, we come back, come from like a tantric background. We talk about sex and, and free living and life and all of that stuff. So she didn't think it was out of the realm of the company that they keep. But, you know, I will say this, you guys, if it's the first time I'm meeting you and you're coming at me with a thousand questions that really are none of your business, because it's really none of anyone's business what people do behind closed doors in their bed or wherever. <laughs> but like, I get their intent and I get why they're trying to like, see if this is not just some random dude taking advantage of Eve. But again, it's honestly none of their business at the end of the day, right? And so one of the things that Mo was also mad about was the fact that Eve didn't say, hey, friends, this isn't appropriate for you to say. She just let them ask. But I think she let them ask because she wanted to see what he would say. So, you know, I think that there is an argument to be made on both sides. But for Mo, he's like, my sexual life is private. And then I laugh because he says that he's good in bed. Now, I just want to say this, y'all. Okay. I just want, I'm just going to be real with y'all. I'm going to be real with y'all. You, with little to no experience, you're not going to be great in bed right away, in my opinion. And I want you all to think back to, you know, your first time and think about if that was your best experience. I'm just saying like Mo to self-proclaim that he's good in bed. I kind of don't believe it because you went from being, having no experience to having this only experience with Eve, but you're now saying you're good in bed. Really? Okay. Cause you've been married for like a few months. I'm just saying it might take a little bit more practice for you to be like, Oh, I'm getting bad. But it sounded more to me like he was trying to like, be like, you know what? You asked me all these questions and now I'm going to come back and tell you I'm good in bed. Now what? Yeah, that's what it was. So the nomad thing, and I am going to get to it when I get to that part of it. But the nomad thing wasn't saying that he was homeless. It was saying that instead of having babies right now, him and Miona, Jibber and Miona want to travel and be nomads, meaning that they're not stuck to one place. And even Miona said they want to spend a year outside of America. So that, that part. <clears throat> okay. Back to Eve and Muhammad. So again, Mo blames Eve for not sticking up for him. Um, and Tatiana's then asked, you know, do you think that the love between Eve and Mo is genuine? And she's like, well, let me ask the other couples, like, have any of you guys been asked or told that they'd get another sponsor? So indirectly, she's saying she doesn't believe that the love is real and genuine. Jibri chimes in and says he's team Mo and Eve. He sees that it's true love. And I was like, no one asked you your opinion. The question was, was anyone else asked about another sponsor? Not whether Jibri thinks that 
their love is gonna last or not. But again, we're in the gibberish show. Um, and so they play the flashback of that part where he was like texting her. You guys remember all that? He was a total asshole towards the wedding situation. He didn't care about wedding. He only cared about his paperwork and getting a green card. And, you know, Guillermo chimed in there too. He's like, you know, as a foreigner, it's frustrating because, you know, you go from working six days a week to not being able to work. And so you want to get your green card so you can get some type of structure and make your own money and all the things. So it does get frustrating and you speak out of that frustration. Um, Which, you know, it's true. It's hard, right? The whole immigration process is hard for anybody. <laughs> Mandy says, oh, God, that voice in bed. <sighs> oh, my God, you guys are cracking me up in the live chat. Okay, I can't look over there because you guys are hilarious. So Eve feels upset. She feels stuck in the middle. Um, you know, she wants to be able to hang out with her friends, but she, you know, also has this husband. Oh my God, you guys are hilarious. The whispers on the wind. Oh my God. Anyways, backstage, Tatiana and Mo kind of make up. She's like, you know, listen, I have no ill will towards you. I see that you still have some hostility towards me, but you know, I'm just looking out for my best friend. She's my best friend. And I just want to make sure she's going to be okay. And he's like, yeah, I have no hostility towards you either. I was just, I felt disrespected. And so they basically, you know, shake hands, kind of do the side hug and they make up. Now in the back with Tim and Kenny, I don't know. Tim was like, I was, I don't know what he was doing, you guys. All I know is he was sitting cross-legged. He was singing some song. I don't know what the song was about, but he was singing some song that had to relate to even and Muhammad, but I just, I didn't get it. Cause you know, I was distracted by his outfit. Like, I'm sorry, y'all. Like I was just really distracted and I will pop it back up. Just, we've all seen it. So I'm sorry. I, he was singing. I was trying to take some notes, but I was still looking at his thigh-high boots because, again, I didn't know that they made thigh-high boots for men. And so in my mind, I, as he was singing, I was thinking about where, like, where would you find those? And, like, I guess, like, for rocks, like, rockers, rock stars, but I think they get theirs professionally made. But, I mean, I don't know. Anyways, he's saying a song. Now we go to Ari and Benny. And I have to tell you that their body language on that couch was no bueno. It was no bueno. At all. Did you guys peep that? Their body language up until the end where she was professing love and how much they loved each other. But up until there, their body, like, Benny's body was like this away from her. Anyways, uh, Ari updates everyone on Avi, saying Avi is great. Um, and they're asked, like, who do you think Avi's more like? And, you know, of course, Ari's going to say, oh, sh- he's like both of us. But Benny's like, no, he's just like me. You know, he and he is. You guys, you see all 
of like the TikToks and the Instagram reels and all the things that he posts about baby Avi. Avi is exactly like him, like bouncing in the air, flipping, laughing, giggling, rolling around. He's 100% his father's child for sure. Um, and then we learned that Benny was spending a lot of time in Vegas. He feels at home there and, you know, <clears throat> sounds to me like he wants to move there because A, uh, there's a lot of Ethiopians there. So he has a community that he feels comfortable with, as well as he's pursuing his MMA. And obviously, because he loves it, Ari hates it. So Ari doesn't like it there and doesn't want to live there. That's not her thing, right? So she's not interested in that. And again, Jibri, because it's the Jibri show, jumps in and says they're not going to last. And then he throws... Um, Bilal and Shida under the bus too and says they're not going to laugh last either and I was like didn't Bilal just come up to you and and was like cool with you bro like don't let someone take you out of character bro like nope Jibri's like guns a blazing you're not going to last and you're not going to last you'll last you'll last you'll last but you Ari and Benny and you Bilal and Shida aren't going to last now as obnoxious as I feel Jibri was on this tell-all, I don't think he's wrong. I don't think his predictions are wrong, y'all. And I know that sounds terrible, but let's continue to talk about Ari and Benny. So <clears throat> Ari talks about how she likes freedom to do whatever she wants to do. And even though she's married, she still wants to have that freedom, right? So she talked about how maybe Binyam can stay in Vegas and then she can be where she wants to be. And obviously Binyam's like, no, because I want to be anywhere my son is, right? And so that's not going to work for her. And so if we remember... Ari also bounced on her other husband. You guys remember that, right? She just took off, said I needed like a year and a year became all the years. She just left. He didn't, he thought she was coming back and she didn't come back. So it's in her character to bounce. And I've told my people, my Patreon people and my news and gossip people, I can see that happening because she's already downgrading you guys. She's been selling all her stuff, like all of her stuff. She's been having like these um, online sales as well as like outside sales, like a yard sale or whatever, estate sales. So I won't be surprised if she bounces soon. Like it's just in her nature. And so that's why I'm like, I don't think Jibri is wrong in this situation. And I think that he's probably speaking facts. And so <clears throat> Ari continues to talk about how she, you know, she likes her freedom and she's scared. It's scary to be in a committed relationship for her. And she took off. And I remember this, this earlier this year, she went to Ethiopia. She told Benny that she was going to be gone for a week, took baby Avi with her and stayed for three months. And not only stayed for three months while her husband is in America, she blocked him. She blocked him. And Sean's like, you know, who does that? Like who, what married couple blocks each other? Do you think that that's healthy? And she's like, well, it's not healthy, but it worked. Wow. Wow. Just wow. 
And then she went on to say that it's good to have a break um, because Benny's annoying, she says. I was like, wow, you know what? I don't know if you two are going to last because I'm looking at the body language. I'm also looking at the things that are coming out of your mouth. But then she wants to turn around and say, oh, but we're so in love. Really? Are you? Because I feel like you're saying that as an afterthought because of all the shitty things that just came out of your mouth. Now you're like, oh, but by the way, we're so in love with each other. Okay. <clears throat> Crazy. Um, I have my own theory about Jibri and Miona. So we're moving on to Jibri and Miona now. And they eloped. They were living, they're updated. They eloped. They're living in Palm Springs. I'm going to tell you guys right now that all that whole wedding was for his video because they were already married and I have the receipts and I've shown my people's the receipts. They were already married. So this was their second wedding. And so I kind of don't feel bad that the parents didn't come because the parents probably went to the first wedding and they were like, oh, we're good. And they didn't come as a tell-all because they probably didn't like their experience on reality TV and how they were coming across. But I got to tell you, they've been married. This little eloping video shoot, that's exactly what it was. It was, let's get dressed up. This is going to be the theme. The theme is going to be a wedding. And, oh, by the way, the song, the country song they sang, listen to the lyrics. It's all part of the song. So don't be fooled, y'all. This wasn't their like, oh, our very first wedding, we've just been married. They've been married, done married, done. <clears throat> done. So uh, they're thinking of traveling more. They want more adventures to go on there. And this is what it is, whoever it was in the live chat earlier. They're creative nomads right now. And he thanks Miona for being his creative nomad partner, meaning that we're just going to see moving forward with them, them traveling around, probably the U.S. at first, taking pictures everywhere, him doing his whatever he's doing now, selling whatever he's selling. But that's what that's what they're going to be about. But they've been about that. Right. They came in. To the show being about that. So it's nothing new. They're just going to do more of the cloudy clout stuff that they started with. And, you know, that was their intention. And. You know, you take it for what it is. Uh, Jibri talks about how South Dakota was a bad idea. He should have listened to Miona. Um, but, you know, his parents don't think he's happy. And, you know, parents didn't attend the wedding. And, you know, they didn't come to the tell-all. He hasn't seen his parents in six months. And then David comes out. And David's, you know, upset that he wasn't invited to the wedding. And... You know, he explains that they've always had a contentious relationship. There's always been tension, even prior to Miona uh, coming into the picture. And then Jibri <laughs> just takes it up a notch again. So he gets all defensive immediately by seeing David's face and says that the band was stressing him out. The band was bringing him down and that's why he walked away. So he gets mad. He walks off stage. He says, this is bullshit. This is a bullshit. And even Sean's like, where is he going? Like, again, you're going to just like, like, who taught you this? 
oh, because you want the attention to be on you. And he walks um, backstage and he goes to craft services and he's like, takes a bottle of water and he's like, ah, this is BS. Like, what exactly are you mad about again? Because you seem like you went from zero to 5,000 for no reason. For no reason. What are you mad about? Oh, you just want to make this about you right now. Gotcha. 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 So, um, he's just over the top. He's over the top. He's trying to make a show about it. Uh, but he thinks that, of course, because everyone's jealous. Because remember part one, he said all his friends, family, and everyone on stage is jealous of her, him and Miona because they look good. He now also, too, thinks that David is jealous of him. Um, and he's like, all I want is my friends and my family to support me. And I'm like, well, then be a better friend. Be a better family member because this gibbery is, like, exhausting. You, like, you're completely over the top with the anger. You're self-absorbed. You're you're like cloudy. You're about the flash and about look at me. Here I am. Do this for me. Do this for me. Do this for me. Like just be a better friend. Be a better friend. And just like how David said that you basically abandoned the band, and he agreed that he did abandon the band. Well, who wants to who wants to be around someone that doesn't stick to their word? Who doesn't want to, who wants to spend time with someone who like freaks out all the time? No one, no one does. So <clears throat> he comes back on stage and they ask Miona if she feels responsible for breaking the group up. And she's like, no, I don't feel responsible for it at all. And there were problems before I came. And if it wasn't me, it would have been another Miona. And Jibri's like, yeah, I did isolate myself from, from people who loved him. And I did isolate myself from the band. And I am not a man of my word. And I did break a promise with no communication. So he admitted all of those things, right? So he gets up, comes towards David with his hand out to shake hands. They give a hug. And I guess they made up, but I, I think it's one of those things like this is this is it. Like no ill will towards you, but we're we're not gonna be cool ever. But peace, bro. Like that's the vibe I got. And Divi's like, you know, thank you for having me. Keep going, brother. And he walks off the stage. <clears throat> We move on to Emily and Kobe and they bring on Mama Lisa and Papa David. Yeah, good. And, you know, Sean's like, are you still living together? Obviously, Sean, obviously Emily's not trying to go anywhere anytime soon because she doesn't really like. I know she said she wants to be a stay-at-home mom and that's a job in and of itself, but I think that she also wants, you know, her parents to help her the most. So yes, they're all still living together. And guess what? Emily and Kobe are still not paying rent, but Emily's like, we help in other ways. She does some cooking. Kobe takes care of the animals. Plus we learn, you know, Kobe has a full-time job as well. So 
David's like, well, at some point they have to go. Like they got to go. And for their own good and for their own relationship, they're going to have to go. So I know that we're working on a plan to get to get them there. <laughs> can you imagine? You Can you imagine, you guys? You're a grown-ass woman. You are someone's mama. And your mom and your daddy have to force you out of the house. Could you? I just, I just think it's absurd. Uh, Vanessa says she's a stay-at-home daughter. Facts, Vanessa. Facts. So, Sean asked, you know, I know you guys have a lot going on in that house. There's a lot of people living in that house. Sean asked Lisa and David, which I, I don't know. It was weird, a bit weird. But she's like, you know, how, how is your sex life? And David gave a good answer. He's like, well, the house is soundproof. And I just thought it was a weird question. Like, no one cares about John and Lisa's sex life. Like, I don't, I, at least I don't. And it had to have been awkward for Emily because no one wants, no kid wants to hear about their parents' sex life. Anyways, I digress. They talked about Kobe um competing with Coben over Emily's tatas and I think that Lisa said the best thing she's like you know what we have to just normalize breastfeeding period and it's great that men um what did she say it's great that men find the tatas like beautiful and sexual but at the end of the day the boobies were made to feed the babies, right? So she's like, at the end of the day, let's normalize breastfeeding. And I agree with her. Let's normalize breastfeeding. <clears throat> so <clears throat> Kobe still made his point. He didn't feel like after 17 months that Coben needed to be breastfed. He literally, Kobe literally said that he didn't need that to survive. Kobe, what? Wait, what? That part. Pleasurable. Thank you. Pleasurable equals a bonus. That's the bonus of it all. So while that's going on, apparently, according to Ari, under Jibri's breath, he was bullying Binny about stumbling over his words. And Ari st stands up for Binny and says, hey, listen. English is his second language, so I don't appreciate you saying he's doing uh, 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 because he's thinking of the words that he wants to say. Like, I don't appreciate that. And if Jibri was doing that, then he is a bigger asshole than we all think. Like, if he was doing that to Benny, we didn't see it. We're only hearing it, you know, secondhand from, from Ari. If he was doing that, that's a shit thing to do. And that just solidifies you being just the biggest jerk ever. However, Jibri said, oh, I wasn't doing that. Which, you know, you're going to believe A or you're going to believe B. The whole, either way, shit move if it was done. So, <clears throat> Sean asked about what David shared with Kobe the day of the wedding. You know how he handed over something that was really special and personal um, and I liked how David answered. He's like, well, you know, that was personal. If Kobe wants to share with you, then, then, you know, he can share it, but it's not my place to share it. 
And Kobe's like, no, I don't want to share it. And But they all know what it is. So we didn't find out at the end of the day what it was that David gave to Kobe. But I think that's okay for us not to know. I think some things can just be amongst the family. Crystal says, Jibbery is a snake. No wonder his friends are annoyed with him. He praises people and then talks down on them in the same breath. Facts. And perfect example, part one, you're, you're saying how great of a star Benny is. And then in part two, you're making fun of how he speaks. In part one, you're kind of buddy-buddy with Bilal. In part two, Bilal comes over to encourage you not to come out of character, but then you throw him and his wife under the bus saying that they're not going to last. I mean, absolutely a snake. One of those people that smiles in your face and talks shit behind your back and then talks shit in front of your face. Then we go back to Ari and Benny and Mimi and Wish and they flash back to the wine throwing in Ari's face and Kara's like, you know, hey, Benny, why don't you stand up for your wife? And why were you laughing on the video call about it with Mimi and Wish? And then Shida jumps in too and says, you didn't stand up for your wife. And he's like, well, I just wanted to keep the peace. Like, I didn't want to create more problems. That's why I didn't say anything, he says, right? And then he goes further to say, that if Avi, baby Avi wasn't in the picture, maybe they, him and Ari would not be together. Um, and he says, because we're always fighting, Ari's always fighting with me. We can't, we don't communicate very well. So, you know, if we didn't have this baby, then we, we wouldn't be married. We wouldn't even be together. Literally said that. And when Sean reiterated that, you guys, that's when Ari got all defensive. So Sean's like, oh, so you're saying that if you didn't have baby Avi, then you wouldn't be together. And then Ari jumps in and says, well, he said maybe wouldn't be together. Um, but, you know, we love each other so much. We love each other so much. I love him and he loves me. And everyone's just looking at her, and myself included. I'm just looking at her like, it's too late. You said your part, how he's annoying and how you want your freedom and all the things. And he's saying you guys don't communicate and that if there was, there was no baby in the picture that y'all wouldn't be together. That's the truth. You can't then turn around and say, oh, but but we love each other so much. Stop it, Ari. You are fooling no one. Um, And then the crazy part, and I wanted to take a screenshot, but I was too busy watching it. The crazy part when Ari was saying all that stuff, like, oh, we love each other so much. The camera panned, did you guys notice? Panned to Jibri and Miona, and they were both laughing at Ari and Benny. Did you guys see that part? I was like, oh, so you both of you are just shade. You both are shade. You both are not good people. You both are those people that smile on people's faces, but like talk shit about them. Terrible. You guys, that's terrible. It's terrible. You're laughing at other people's pain for real, for real. 
Now let's talk about which I was shocked that finally the tell-all did something right. So after the tell-all, Eve discovered that we all knew about the text messages between Mohammed and another woman. She was shocked. She was appalled. She was disappointed. And Mohammed does his to camera. He admits that he met a girl online and said she was very nice. And then things just got bigger and bigger, he says. He knows he did wrong. He says he's sorry. And then you guys, okay, before I read these, he did this, you guys. Did you see it? Because I started, I was like, oh, wow. He, you've come Hollywood. He did this. Watch me, you guys. Watch. Okay. And scene. I know I did wrong. I'm sorry. First of all, you're not crying, Mohammed. There's no tears on your face, Mohammed. This motion of wiping away the non-existent tears is not making me feel bad for you because it's, it's showing me that you're manipulating the situation and you actually don't feel bad. <sighs> so, uh, it's getting messy. 90 Day Fiance star Mohammed, and I can't say his last name because I'll try and then you guys will butcher it. I'll butcher it and then you guys will come for me. So I'm just going to say Mo admitted to cheating on wife E by sending other women text messages during part two of the season nine tell all episode. And she didn't hold back in slamming her ex. Now, do you guys see that? Do you see that part? She didn't hold back in slamming her ex. That's not my writing. This is from a, from in touch weekly, this part. So I think the writer said something that she was not supposed to say because that's not common knowledge. Just letting you know that you heard it here first. That's a big thing to say. So let me be clear. Of course, I blame him as well. The Albuquerque native wrote via her Instagram stories on Sunday, August 21st, after the episode aired on Discovery Plus that day. First time I get to say anything, though. Everyone was demanding I say something and finally get to. So just take it as facts. And one of these women was still married as well. Goes on to, here's one of the text messages. I seriously can't wait to actually meet you. And Muhammad says, I will go to the attorney right after I get the green card. Um, Eve goes on to say in her statement, you know, it's very shock, shocking, raw, disappointing, saddening. She said at the end of the episode, he chose to spend his time focused on starting other relationships and engaging in activity that a married man should not be engaging in. I asked him if I could see his phone and that happened. And I saw inappropriate things. I saw pictures and calls and put the pieces together. Muhammad then explained what happened in his confessional. So more of the texts say, Muhammad, I would love to go with you anywhere. Muhammad, again, trust me, I don't care anymore. Muhammad, again, and I'm sorry again. Um, then it's a smiley emoji. A, what about a kiss? Kissy emoji. And then the, the woman responds, gosh, you are the cutest ever. Um, Muhammad says, I would just keep you in bed for days with the fire emoji, the tongue out emoji, the heart love emoji. And then Muhammad is the laughing emoji. And again, just kidding, LOL. And then the woman says, no, please be for real. 
with a kissy emoji and a lovey emoji. And then Muhammad says, okay, you know I would leave to go with you. And then he says, that's how I feel. And then the woman says, me too. I totally would get you right away. But we have to wait just a tiny bit longer for you to get the green card. I hate the waiting too. You guys, you know how shitty this is? And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. He said it. He said it. He said it before he even did it. He said, I will go and get another sponsor for my green card. Because that's what he came for and that's what he wanted. And guaranteed, y'all, these two are not going to be together. Because he had he said it even before they got married. He knew exactly what he wanted. And now he's verbal, verbalizing it and texting it and already cheating around. Can you imagine? You just got married five seconds ago. And you're already cheating. And you're cheating because you were never in it to win it. Oh, yeah. Thanks, thanks, man. I forget to say that. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe, y'all. Um, I just think it's terrible. I think it's absolutely terrible and disgusting of him that he went all out, all out. <clears throat> I text these women and told them I'm a married man. Please stop texting me. Muhammad claimed before wiping away some tears. I know I did wrong. I told the same story to my wife and promised her that I will never, it, that it will never happen again. I do love Eve and she doesn't deserve that. Are you buying any of that, you guys? Because I'm not. I'm absolutely not buying it. He's a cheater, cheater, two by four. He came into that relationship strictly for the green card, green card. And that's it. That's all. And it's a bloody shame, you guys. Can you, like, just think about it. You haven't been married for five seconds and you're already cheating. And literally said, literally said, you guys, You know I would leave to go with you. That's how I feel. We just have to wait a tiny bit longer for you to get the green card. Awful. Just awful. Just awful. I think it's awful. Um, the last thing, and I, I wanted to show you guys that as everyone was leaving, we know we had the two uh, pregnant mommies. Uh, some of you may have seen this on their social media. Some of you may not have, but they released really cute uh, baby photo pictures, uh, Tyus and Patrick, and I just thought they were sweet. Um, so, yeah, congratulations again to them. That part. He probably wasn't a virgin either. That part. Uh, C. Cruz says, hell no, he's cheap, disgusting. And hey, Dustin, Dustin says, this tell-all was very eye-opening and very sickening. I mean, it was a lot. I, like I said, I, it was lackluster part two, but there was a lot of reveals. And, and that's the part that we, we have to think about. So predictions, predictions, predictions. Ari and Benny, I personally think that they're going to, they're on the outs already. I don't think that they're going to make it very much longer. Um, I, and now that Benny is working on his, his MMA career and all of that stuff, I think that that's going to be a contentious situation for them. Um, 
And, you know, I don't think Ari has her jealousy down. So I just don't think that they're going to make it. Um, as far as Jibri and Miona, my prediction is they're going to just continue to, to clout chase and sell stuff. And I'm not mad at them. Go make your money. Do you, boo. They're going to use their platforms that they have now to continue to do the things that they want to do. Um, you know, like travel and music and uh, entrepreneurship and all of that stuff. That's that's the direction uh, they're going. But I think that they'll stay together because it looks to me like, like you know, they want the same things on the same page uh even muhammad they're done so despite all the lovey-dovey pictures you're seeing eve put up right now they're done they're done you're hearing that's my prediction but that's also the truth emily and kobe i think that emily's just going to be emily and emily's going to do emily and stay at home and and mooch as long as she can off of her parents um but i think that you know her and kobe will stay together because kobe is a really good guy and my prediction for Patrick and Tess, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to leave them on the I don't know column. And far as Karen Guillermo, they'll stay together. I think that they'll make it work. I think that she's chilled out uh, as she's become pregnant and all that stuff. So, oh, see, Cruz, thank you so very much for the super chat. I appreciate all the hard work you put into these shows. Thank you. And I appreciate you recognizing that, C. Cruz, and I appreciate your support. Thank you so very much. Um, that being said, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, all the things. And I will see y'all here tomorrow. Uh, I have two shows. Uh, probably do one at four and one at eight. But you'll see the alert, so make sure you have those notifications on. We're going to cover the family Chantel tomorrow, and we're going to cover 90 Day Fiance UK. Till then, see you later. Happy Sunday.